I hate to interrupt your delicious meal. And while eating it, I remembered what I forgot when I had my introduction. I want to thank uh, Country Kitchen for their wonderful presentation of meals and today. And we want to thank Shaw TV for taking the images and presenting them on TV during the week. We thank the University of Lethbridge for their support and the Lethbridge Herald for their support. So uh, they deserve a lot of credit. Um, I remind you that those who want to go to the field trip, uh, I suggest you make, well, you make your own plans, so see who you can carpool with. But if you don't have anyone to go with yet, you maybe if you stay behind at 1.30, and then we make arrangements that everybody, everybody can go. So other than that, I would like now to ask Nick to come forth again and take your short, well-thought-out questions. Thank you, Klaus. Uh, before answering your questions, I um, would like to uh, say a few words about uh, the operation you are about to see uh, today. Uh, it's called the uh, Current Prairie Fisherman Farm, uh, owned, established in old uh, by Klaus Dentum. I met Klaus a long time ago. Uh, he was one of the few people who believed into their idea of aquaponics. Uh, it took him many years before making this decision and investing, I guess, millions of dollars. So the facility you are going to see is absolutely unique, not just in Alberta, but also in Canada and also in North America. That will be the largest commercial aquaponics operation, state-of-the-art facility. Okay, my name is Pat Greenlee, and I just have a very, very basic question to ask. What's vertical farming? Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, vertical farming, it's um, a pretty recent uh, development. Vertical farming is, uh, in other words, it's called um, uh, also plant factories. Uh, basically, vertical farming is producing plants not um, in two-dimensional space, but also three-dimensional space. It can be in buildings. It can be indoor. When plants, you remember I showed you um, a couple of examples with plants growing on shelves, lit by LED. So this is what they call uh, vertical farming. But vertical farming can be also in greenhouse too. If you place your plants on uh, many different uh, layers, and actually, uh, you know, that uh, hanging baskets, it's also vertical farming because it's three-dimensional space, right? So there, uh, the main idea of vertical farming is uh, maximizing food production per square meter of land. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mary Shillington. Thanks for that. All this information, uh, I'm uh, 
overwhelmed with all the technical stuff, but um, you did talk about one of the major challenges was safety. Could you say some more about that, please? Absolutely, and um, this is a very, very good question. Every time when we deal with the waste, uh, there is a food safety issue, and uh, rightfully so, because let me remind you that there were a few um, outbreaks of um, uh, human pathogens and diseases because of cross-contamination of um, uh, the produce on plants uh, by pathogens which originated in animal waste. So that um, uh, this issue has been addressed in uh, the study I uh, undertook in 2002. Uh, we tested uh, produce and also water for the pre presence of human pathogens. Um, there, um, uh, actually, the good side of aquaponics is that fish, as a uh, cold-blooded animal or so-called poikilothermic organism, does not share most of diseases with humans. So that we have much less risk consuming produce uh, based on uh, grown on basis of fish waste than uh, on basis of uh, warm-blooded animals uh, waste, right? Like cattle, like pigs, like chicken. Nevertheless, um, uh, you know that people, as you know, they grew plants on um, uh, animal manure for centuries, right? The important thing is to know how to do it properly, how to do it safe, so that uh, development of standard operating procedures for safe production in integrated system uh, is one of the objectives of uh, the current insert project at Lesbridge College. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. My name is Cosmos Vucinas. Um, you just about answered half of my question, actually. Um, I wanted to ask, here in southern Alberta, there are lots of farming of a variety of animals. Can that be integrated to that system, an overall system, where um, all you have to input is some energy for lights and, and you have nutrients? Thank you. Excellent question. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, aquaponics is uh, only one of the examples of integrated production system. And uh, uh, introduction of um, uh, aerobic bioreactor creates a unique opportunity to treat and to process not just fish waste, but any livestock waste. Um, as a matter of fact, um, uh, from the year 2011 and 2015, um, I undertook a study to um, uh, apply aerobic bioreactor uh, uh, technology for chicken manure processing. And you remember I showed some pictures in my presentation. But we also can use the same technology for pig manure processing, for cattle manure processing. And just imagine if we have, instead of solid um, waste and solid compost, we have completely solubilized, uh, highly efficient, highly effective liquid uh, fertilizer. 
Um, we are in the middle of the largest irrigated area in Canada. We can use this technology to combine with our irrigation capacity and instead of driving and applying this uh, uh, solid waste to, to the land, we can use fertigation. That's where the whole world is going. No contamination, no um, uh, investing lots of money and uh, fuel to apply uh, organic fertilizers. Just hook up your uh, container, your tank with uh, liquid fertilizers and start uh, using on your crops. I, as I truly believe it's future of uh, waste management in agriculture. Thank you. My name is Jim Moyer. Thank you for a very interesting presentation. I'm just wondering about the whole cycle. The nutrients seem to flow down into the plant, but not back again. Um, what happens with those nutrients is a way of making a complete cycle. Uh, that's right. Um, the nutrients released uh, from uh, solid fish manure and released by plants are uh, recycled to the plants. Uh, do uh, fish need those nutrients? No. They need fish feed, right? Uh, what part needs these nutrients? Plants. So uh, uh, if the plants take these nutrients, um, uh, uh, the water goes back to fish uh, better quality. Because for fish, there are less um, uh, solids or uh, dissolved uh, matter uh, they have, the better, right? The fish water quality is determined by the amount of uh, different dissolved material there. So if plants take this dissolved material, uh, that would regenerate water quality. Having said that, um, I would like to mention that it's a very dynamic process. Don't think that uh, would say you recycle this fish effluent to plants and it goes back uh, to fish empty. No, the plants will take only tiny portion of these dissolved minerals, 0.1, even uh, less uh, percent of total dissolved uh, uh, nutrients. But if you repeat the same process again and again and again, finally plants will take everything. So what you are looking at at the balance between uh, uh, input input of fish feed and uh, amount of nutrients released for plant uh, production and output. Output your fish and your plants. Hi, uh, my name is Henning Mundel and we met at the college who had the tour. I forget whether it was Probus or Rotary Club, but anyway, uh, just a couple months ago, beginning of the summer. Um, my question is, um, do you have any kind of comparative uh, dollars and cents figures to compare sort of an area of uh, aquaculture plus hydroponics to aquaponics, similar crop? Uh, very good question. Uh, it doesn't matter how uh, good 
your system is um, in a sense of protecting environment, but if it can make money for a farmer, it's not going to be commercialized, right? So we, we've done this study uh, um, years ago. Um, at that time, I don't know if you knew uh, uh, our senior economic um, uh, specialist, uh, Nabi Chondri, uh, who has been actually uh, very known uh, among farmers in uh, southern Alberta. He did study on aquaponics, and he uh, demonstrated that aquaponics can be economically viable. At that time, uh, he showed it uh, for basil. Uh, now, uh, we have, uh, as, like I said before, um, uh, economic uh, simulating model as a part of our insert project. The main idea is to compare their economic efficiency and um, uh, the value uh, of their produce, um, produced fish and uh, crops um, compared to, um, uh, would say, hydroponics and uh, aquaculture. Now, uh, uh, there is uh, an opinion that aquaponics will never ever going to compete with uh, large hydroponics operations uh, or large aquaculture operations. But that's wrong because those estim estimates were based on small backyard aquaponics operations. You cannot compare, uh, would say, um, as, uh, it's a train built in uh, the end of uh, 19th century, and uh, uh, a liner uh, would say a plane uh, built in uh, the 21st century. And uh, the, same, the same is here. If we utilize all uh, cutting edge technologies, like I mentioned, uh, already existing in hydroponics, and we utilize them for aquaponics, and the same for aquaculture, uh, system. Um, the question is, why not? Why not it can be more competitive? Because you don't have to spend money for fertilizers. You don't have to spend money, uh, additional money for regeneration water quality. Uh, the plants will do the job. So um, I'm a believer that um, aquaponics, the modern aquaponics, uh, can be economically competitive to a combination of uh, just simple combination of hydroponics and uh, aquaculture. Uh, thank you, Dr. Savadov. That's a fascinating presentation, and congratulations on your progress. Um, my name is Dale Lear, by the way, and I have visited that uh, facility of Nutriponics up in Sherwood Park, and it's fascinating. Uh, again, anybody that uh, has the opportunity to see it, it's, a, it's an eye-opener. It's intriguing. Um, you just answered my first question, so my second question, uh, could you utilize the waste from uh, the digestate that's left over from, say, Lethbridge Biogas? Thanks. Yes, um, theoretically you can do that. And uh, you see that uh, uh, I don't want you to confuse two different processes. Uh, biogas production, or what they call anaerobic biodigestion, and um, aerobic biodigestion. Uh, anaerobic, mostly methane, right? But it uh, still leaves about uh, now. If you are using, utilizing um, uh, aerobic percent efficiency, so finally you, you basically won't have 
Now, uh, uh, having said that, fertilizer from a solid waste, and uh, usually the cycle residual solids, you won't produce crystal clear water in your bioreactor, and the solids left from the previous batch continue breaking down process. Um, during five years of operation reduce, uh, uh, accumulated in aerobic bioreactor there. It means that over the time, you will digest everything, just as material uh, accumulated, right? That's, um, uh, it's digested, uh, but it takes years. In our case, it, uh, instead of years, it takes about combination of um, aerobic and uh, anaerobic biodigestion because many people are interested, for example. Uh, but you need to divide your waste stream uh, into two for nutrient production. So, and I hope I answered your question. My name is Roger from Lethbridge. Um, I have lots of different QEPA events, so I'm not sure where doesn't sound like anyone's being too, but um, there are certain politicians right now that are trying to introduce a cost for all greenhouse producers. Um, but of course, my question, um, yes, the world needs more basil. We can always use more basil. And we can certainly use, but there's a certain crop that a certain prime minister is going to be making, and a Canadian, is, have you ever um, had any aquaponics person, and has ever, have you got any slides of like an eight, four inch pathetic hydroponic Panama red? Uh, have you ever, do you think there would be a future, because that always is an economic question, you know, I, I'd certainly be willing to investigate that. Thank you. We are looking uh, to the ways how to make value crops, obviously, like marijuana. Uh, many people are looking at that. In your question, no. I have never grown marijuana, I swear. Uh, quite a few inquiries, yes. Um, uh, this technology can be like, and um, uh, with less value, with high value, um, a solution for all crops not just for basil or wheat, for barley, for canola, all crops, uh, those crops profitably using modern technology. That's what is more sustainable. That's about sustainability, environmental sustainability, and it's uh, probably uh, too political and <laughs> uh, controversial. This opportunity, they ask me uh, any questions, and there are already technology to produce a high-value crop. Uh, we are talking about anything nowadays. And um, yes, and um, some of these people at that time uh, had to uh, be sure that these people are illegal activities, and we don't want to be involved. But um, uh, drive for marijuana production, and there is a company recently licensed and uh, including aquaponics production. My name is Mark Gettle, and I'm just wondering, what are the challenges for organic uh, certification? Do you have to use antibiotics for the fish or any other uh, non-organic input? Incentive for people who are hydroponic production, right? Um, soilless production uh, is one of the stumbling blocks. But, uh, there is uh, quite a, a bit uh, controversy here. Why find a body of water which is deprived uh, of... Uh, biological. 
And um, uh, when you um, use a system uh, where this point of view, and the only way before aquaponics to use uh, crops was soil-based. You know, how ecosystems you can find uh, before aquaponics, none. So too conservative, we should not close our eyes um, some of one of these opportunities, emerging opportunities for organic production, the, that aquaponics is not less organic. The same thing, it's based on the biological activity, even if it's soilless. But uh, wet, wetlands, it's a soilless ecosystem, right? Nevertheless, they are based on biological activity. And uh, I gave a presentation, and um, I was uh, prepared uh, to tough questions, but believe it or not, at some point uh, we'll be able to find understanding with uh, should be as certifiable as uh, conventional uh, organic systems. Very good. I'm, I'm picking up on a few things you've said, and I'm trying to connect them in my head. You talked earlier, you sort of flew by, a, a, made a statement about the irrigation moving this into um, the wheat and grain production uh, things in something bigger than a tank. And um, so you have, there's an environmental consequence to fish farming. So uh, how do you canals in grain farming? So how do you control that? Sure. Pollution from uh, livestock farms. It assumes that in such amounts, in such quantities, that uh, groundwaters, it goes to environment, and um, it's, not, it's not locked in uh, uh, organic waste, but it's also harmful for us. Same, it, it's no different from large cattle farm, from large chicken farm. How we can utilize all this waste with uh, environmental impact? And one of the solutions which are in a highly available form in such amounts, in such what all fertigation is about. If you, for example, have a fish farm or cat, you can call it aerobic bio, digest or whatever, and you produce liquid, you can apply these fertilizers uh, with the same rate. You, are. you calculate the dosage because uh, it's money. If you apply too much, the same thing, absolutely the same thing, applies to um, uh, now, uh, there should be means to deliver. And uh, these means are already existing. Like, you can calculate content of uh, uh, amount, uh, which uh, will be sufficient for your crop production. Uh, is, uh, livestock uh, manure management is that manure, uh, you have probably 0 0.2, 0.5% so that just imagine it's 100 times different. Uh, you are closer to the farm because it costs him money to um, drive this pollute our environment um, with, uh, with manure. You can lose lots of money if you want to uh, distribute it uh, uniformly. In the same way, like you those synthetic fertilizers using fertigation, make your uh, stock solutions, you can use uh, to calculate the dosage. Sorry, it took me some, some time to answer this question, but. Quick question. My name is Knut Peterson. And just a little note. Can you explain if the fish, can you grow any kind of fish, or is, are those particularly well suited to? Tilapia is uh, easy to grow fish. 
And uh, as you know, aquaponics, uh, that's, uh, there is no surprise that many aquaponics growers, uh, you can grow any kind of fish. If quality control, would say ammonium, your total suspended solids, you can grow water quality. If you can regenerate water quality in your aquaponic system, you can uh, grow thing, uh, experiments with warm water aquaponics, uh, tilapia, and we know if you uh, farms in Australia, tilapia is not allowed in Austra uh, Australian sea bus. Uh, here the answer, so that um, the system, but you need to watch water quality. Bev, last question. And that's really what I want to ask you about in terms of the parallel you were talking about compete with organic farming. Well, it seems to me that the, the quality of the water is the key, and I'm wondering if you're... <coughs> um, aerobic digesters and hormones that are in our water, which cannot be taken up by water, because we know that there are all kinds of things in the water that make us unhealthy. Uh, uh, their advantage of uh, recirculated aquaculture system is isolated from uh, diseases, uh, not just fish diseases, but also, you know, that present uh, in fish uh, uh, growing outside. Eliminate any um, inputs, which can uh, your um, responsibility as a grower using uh, water input um, uh, contaminated. We, uh, in 2011, we started uh, a project to develop um, SOP for uh, safe food proponents, and we got very high marks and uh, certified our uh, Brooks Aquaponics as the first in Canada food safe. So that, that's, uh, that's one question. And you had um, another question too, right? Yes, antibiotics. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, now, by the gesture, by reactive technology and uh, organic contaminants, such as antibiotics, hormones, and so on and so forth. Now, here's the good news, that any organic material uh, undergoes transformation when it's uh, subjected to biological activity. It takes different time. Uh, for antibiotics, there are different antibiotics which can survive and preserve its structure in soil, would say, right, or outside. Now, the good news is that in bioreactor, you have a far more active process to break down any organic material, including antibiotics and hormones. Everything is going to be digested, including prions, for example. And there are, there are studies when uh, prions disappear during, um, you know, that cows which are with BSC during composting, right? Everything is going to be consumed. Um, the only uh, contaminant which uh, can accumulate theoretically during uh, um, aerobic biodigestion process is heavy metals. If you have contamination with heavy metals, they will not disappear. Uh, they will be there. So that's why you still need to have a good quality control system in place. Thank you.